0: Hello there, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Connie. I'm a certified nutritionist, personal trainer, busy mom, and I live on a small hobby farm. I'm a former bodybuilder, and I currently have found a love for endurance sports, but I'm not your typical athlete. I believe there are many more contributors to athletic performance and overall health, and that we as a population might be doing it wrong. You won't see me pounding goose or chicken and rice, but you will see me in the pursuit to fuel not only athletic performance but also balance it with optimal health. This is not just a podcast for athletes. Many people that fall into the health scene get there for a reason. I found myself in suboptimal states at multiple times in my life, and it has really sparked my passion for metabolic and systemic health. I'm constantly a student of what I love, and now I hope to help others by bringing quality guests to the show to share their opinions and resources to hopefully help you formulate strategies to help you crack your health code. And welcome back. I'm so excited to have you as always. It is so much fun getting on here every Monday and chatting with all of these amazing guests and getting all this information out to you guys. It's just such a rewarding thing and I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. So anyway, things have been great here for me. I have been busy working on my website, trying to redo it a little bit. It's funny how over time you realize that there are certain things that are not working or they get messy over time. And so it's kind of like your house. You got to clean it up a little bit. So that's what I've been working on this week. Uh, Also, lots of client plans and check-ins and doing all that kind of fun stuff. I'm trying to develop a way to just streamline things a little bit more. And I'm sure it'll always be a growth process as far as all of that stuff goes, where I will find things that work better and are more efficient and better for all of my clients. And so it's a fun learning and growing experience. And I just love every part of it. I cannot tell you guys how Much better my life is since I quit my full time job. I'm going on five weeks now, I think, of being completely self employed, no longer working for somebody. And it is insane what the stress was doing to me. Insane. Like now I sleep through the night. My heart rate variability is higher. I'm not like getting up to go to the bathroom, which is crazy. You would think that that would not be related. I know a lot of people actually think that they're just getting up to go to the bathroom, but it's for other reasons. Um, So yeah, anyway, it's been really, really great there. I've been uh, recovering better from my workouts. My mood has been better. My family said that I'm a much happier person now, (laughs) which is great. Um, I've always tried to err on the positive side of things, but it was just not working real great to be working at a job that I disliked. And I did that for about 14 years. And Although I absolutely loved my patients more than anything, and I do miss them, many of them have found me on social media and have tracked me down, and a couple of them have become my clients, so I can't be thankful enough for those people that have um, tracked me down, that's for sure, Um, but... I'm just so happy to be doing my own thing and doing something that I'm super passionate about and something that I'm gonna continue to grow and learn and work towards. And it just makes me so happy to be helping people change their lives too. It's like when people weigh in, especially, and they have like a lot of weight to lose and and they see huge results, it's just so rewarding. And they're like, I mean, I'll get off client calls with people and they. it's not just about weight loss here, you guys. It's crazy. People are like, man, my sleep is better. I don't have nightmares anymore. My digestion is better. Um, My anxiety is better. I hear so many great and wonderful things. And I'm like, man, this is just the beginning of all of the things that I'm going to change and help change for people. And I'm just so excited about it. Anyway, so enough about that. I am passionate about what I do. And I absolutely love it and so it's super exciting for me, and I get a little revved up about it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I also, on top of diving out into just doing full-time coaching, decided to become a beauty counter representative, which has been a lot of fun so far. Um, They have a great team, and they're They have a great mission and they're out trying to not only sell clean beauty products, but change the beauty product industry in its entirety as far as laws revolving around labels that list things that are on the ingredients and all of that stuff. So it's super cool and exciting and I'm totally digging that. So if you want to look into some clean beauty, definitely go to beautycounter.com and forward slash Connie Nightingale. That's how you can shop under my name if you would like to. I've already had a few of my podcast listeners reach out and want to become consultants for them as well, because when they started looking into their stuff, because I was talking about it, they were like, wow, this is incredible, this movement that they're doing. And so they're like, we want to be a part of that. So if that's something you have interest in as well, feel free to reach out, DM me on social media or send me an email from my website. It's all wonderful things that I like to talk about, and I personally can't wait to learn a lot more about their mission and what they have going on. I've already learned so much, so super exciting stuff there. One last little tidbit. If you hop on over to my website, ConnieNightingale.com, I am now offering seven day free trials of my internet coaching program that is all contained within a awesome app. I really love it and I'm super proud of the work that I've done with this app. And so I want to give people an opportunity to try it out and see if it's something that could work for them. I have everything from very, very beginner programs to intermediate and advanced programs. And I just love everything about the app and I'm hoping to get it out there more so people can try it and see if it's something that would work well for them. So lots of great programs there. And even if you're just bored with your regular gym routine and you need something to try, I've got a program for that. And if it's not listed on the website, then I still have one, reach out to me. I can make it happen. So you can sign up for that seven-day free trial right on my website. And I am looking forward to seeing people try it out and give me feedback because I'm really proud of the work that I have done with that. Today, we have an amazing rock star guest. We have Sonia Spill. She is an incredible human and is putting wonderful knowledge out into the universe, coaching tons of people that are tired, stalled, and lack sex drive to lose fat and reduce stress without cleanses, detoxes, or anything like that, all by balancing their hormones. And today, Sonia and I are going to talk about sex, which seems like a taboo thing. And a lot of people get a little scared of making that a public subject. But let me tell you, it is so important for your health. It helps you reduce stress. It's great for your relationship and endorphins and so many things that are just incredible. And a lot of people aren't getting enough of it. So we're going to talk all about sex today and Every little piece about it, including even supplementation. So I'm really excited to have Sonia on the podcast. And here is my episode with Sonia Spill. <music> Well Sonia, welcome to the show. I'm so excited because you only live a couple of hours away from me. This is so cool to be connecting with people that are so close and you know forming friend- friendships and connections with people that um, can
1: last for a while. That's a great thing about podcasting. Yeah, it's nice. I love it. I love the connection that we make just um, internationally as well too like you can meet these people and you're like, oh wow well, you, like you live in the UK or you live in Australia it's, it's a really fun experience.
0: Yeah. So, this is so cool. We're going to talk about something that can be a little taboo and people get afraid of it, but that is sex. <laughs> and, you know, I think especially as women, um we kind of hide our sexuality, which is um interesting. Um and I don't know why that is exactly and maybe you can kind of um shed some light on all of this stuff, but today we kind of are going to talk about sex, sexuality, um how important it is as part of a healthy lifestyle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that uh, you know, where it starts and we we can go down a couple different rabbit holes on on this um, is I I think that we get to a place in life where we um, tend to be people who are givers and we love to take care of the people that we love, right? And the people around us. And a lot of times we seek value in what we can do for others in a sense of like we feel successful when we can be the one that like does all the things right and if we can't do all the things we kind of can feel less successful and we tend to put this false said expectation on ourselves that no one would ask from us no one has ever required from us no loved one husband kids have ever said this is your requirement to be a good you know mom wife girlfriend like friend, uh, sister, you know, daughter, um, we create that own set of expectations onto ourselves, And then we feel like we are failing if we're not living up to those. And normally, they're set really high, you know, like, we have to be the one to like, cook, clean, do all this kind of stuff. And we almost feel guilty, like recruiting help or saying that it's too much for us. Um, I think guilt and shame plays a huge role into like this spiral that we get into because we feel guilty for asking and shameful when we can't. And we live in this world that we put these pressures on ourselves, and no one even knows, like, <laughs> right. Like we go to bed at night with this weight on our shoulder and like our loved ones, like they have no idea that we're dealing with this. They just see us as a superhero. And, um, if they were to know how he felt, they would absolutely, you know, try to, you know, be a little bit more of a part. But again, we tend to feel this like shame and guilt in in recruiting that. And I think what happens is, um, you know, it's very easy to think, um, you know, kind of touching into like sexuality because I know like this is where we wanted to go, that that can be another way that you have to show up for somebody. And it, you know, as far as like being intimate with a significant other. And it's hard when you have like a long stressful day or you've just had a lot of things where you're constantly output, output, output. And um, you have to come home and after you've now gotten the whole house ready and like cooked dinner and then clean and then also done this and then also done this and make sure that everyone's okay, that now you have to show up like as this sexual being and you're actually just tired. It can feel a little bit more like a chore. Or like something, like another thing you're doing for the person that you love because they love it and it feels good, but you're not fully present in the moment.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, how many times do you find yourself, you're like, you're like maybe starting to get romantic with your significant other and you're like oh shit, I forgot the kid has practice tomorrow and I didn't find a babysitter or, oh, this happens or something pops into your brain that is totally not related to the moment that you're in. And then you're like, damn it, I feel guilty for totally be thinking of something else besides what I'm actually doing.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Your mind is there. It's like, it's like on laundry or you're like looking around the room and you're like, it's so like, it's so dirty in this house. Like I can't even, you know what I mean? You're in the living room and you're just like, is that, re- is that really pasta? Is that pasta on the floor right now? You know what I mean? <laughs> And we're saying this, there's like, there's like macaroni on the table. There's like balloons in the background. <laughs> it's like that just mom life sometimes where you're like, oh my God. And I have a five-year-old, you know what I'm like? It's just like a shit storm sometimes. Like I blink. Mm -hmm, and I'm like mm -hmm. this is not relaxing in any way like to be in my house right now you know Uh, totally
0: and it's really super hard because here you are you're like trying to like you said be this sexual being and you're like oh my gosh what is happening
1: yeah it's so funny because I I did a um a podcast recently, which I think is where you may have heard from me. Um, and, um, and I talked about that and I, and I, and I had a lot of actually guys messaged me too. And they were like, Hey, you know, like, what's a good way to like help my, you know, my girlfriend, my wife, like just kind of get in the mood more. And we'll talk a little bit more about this. Like, as we get further in the podcast, But I was like, check this out. Are you ready? Acts of service. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Acts of service. <laughs> Sorry. Like yeah. you you know what I mean? How about this? How about you get your kids ready for bed and you get them into bed and then you finish cleaning the kitchen. Absolutely. I promise you. That'll it's not even like a just the amount of stress relief that 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 comes with that. That takes one more thing off our plate. It's like, "Oh, that is so nice." You know what I mean? Like that's a huge thing. And actually like it's so funny because I'm like, how about foreplay? Like a lot of people don't even like get into that whole mindset and it doesn't even have to be like like oh like for like foreplay like we think of. like sometimes it's just like building a moment like communication don't just like stick your dick in my back in the middle of the night you know what yeah. I mean? it works sometimes like but it can't be the thing all the, it can't be your every day like this is how I get what I want you know it's like really knowing how to like know your significant other and then tap into what what would help them you know what I mean and like Again, like I, I think, like you said, there's a lot of Gen Pop that help, like that, that listen to this. But like they don't know if we don't tell them, mm-hmm. and I'm so guilty of this too. You know what I mean? Because I'm a mom, I do the same thing, right? But it's like mm-hmm. nobody knows that. Like, it, and sometimes it takes a minute for me to like de-stress and like realize and identify. Like, wow, I'm just like really stressed right now, and I don't like when I feel like this. Maybe I can do X, Y, Z. You know, maybe instead of this, like I'll start. You know cleaning the house on Sundays and that just be my prep day. And that way Monday can show better for the people in my life. You know what I mean? Like finding that schedule, but it's like, people don't know if we don't tell them how we're feeling, you know, like it's stressful for us.
0: Absolutely. And I know in my own relationship, that's definitely something that I've been working towards, you know, the more and more I dig into the sexual side of things is like, you have guys don't necessarily know what feels good and what doesn't and what timing they should be doing things and when's appropriate and when's not. Yeah. And so I think becoming more clear with your, um, significant other, cause like you said, we do place expectations on ourselves. And a lot of times that's not what they're thinking. They don't care. They would rather know what makes you feel good or whatever. Yeah. So instead of not saying anything at all, start to direct them in the right direction like you know and sometimes it may not be something that they love I mean like here's a prime example I'm meal prepping on Sunday and I'm making meatballs and I got my hands in a bunch of meat rolling up meatballs and my husband comes up behind me and sticks his hands in my pants and I'm like okay and then it acts like he's put out because I don't react back to him while I'm sitting there with a bunch of meat all over my hands. Assess I don't know the what
1: situation. To tell Assess the situation. Thank
0: you. Yes. You're like. Uh... <laughs> it's like, yes, honey, I love you, but right now it's probably not the time. Unless me playing with meatballs is something
1: that gets you going, I don't know. But it, it's really not an appropriate time for this yeah exactly and like you said just like be and it has to go with ways too like I think um first like we talked about this a little bit too like knowing yourself and knowing what you want because you may be a person and that what we're saying does not relate to you and you're just like how do I make this sexual fire like how do I bring that either back in a relationship or bring in a relationship and it has to start with self I think shame and guilt prevents us from being in touch with our true sexual selves and that can be from a young age of just being told like oh you know, the chitter chatter of like our moms with their friends, you know, saying that, oh my God, this girl did this and this is so that in like society and media and like an Instagram, right? What are we supposed to be like and how are we supposed to show up and what are we supposed to like? And is that weird? And is, you know what I mean? Like there's so much taboo about like, what is sexually okay, and then what is kind of like skinky or like whatever. And you're like, well, what if I like, it's like, you're scared to even talk about what you might be into or even explore that because there's so much shame and guilt so mm-hmm. much, even, you know, with masturbation, like there's a shame and guilt. Like if you're older and in your relationship, like maybe you shouldn't masturbate. Like, well, why? Mm-hmm. I like, that's the craziest thing ever because, and you know, I talk about this even with, with my client, I have a lot of clients who come to me and one of the goals that they want to work on is like restoring sex drives, you know? And we have to start, we have to jumpstart that engine a little bit. We got to like, start digging into it. Well, like, what do you like? You know, it's like, well, what makes you feel good if you don't know, like what really makes you feel good? then, you know, you're not going to be able to be there in the moment. And it's kind of like, once you can start to have orgasms on your own, they will be easier for you to have with a partner. Um, But if you don't know, if you can't like get that going, you can't really tap into that when you are with your partner either. And then you are having orgasm, orgasm, less sex, which is 90% of people out there to be super real with you. Like maybe not for men, but like for women, it's really hard to tap into that like deep orgasm, fully letting go because they talk about this in tantric sex, like to have like a really deep orgasm, it's not about tensing up. It's about fully letting go. And us as women have a hard time fully letting go, you know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And that's the thing I was so shocked. It's funny when you start as a coach working with a lot of women and like, I mean, obviously you are coaching bodybuilding clients. I am coaching bodybuilding clients. And so these things kind of tend to come up more, especially with the coaches that are interested in hormones and hormonal health. And I mean, your client not having a sex drive is a huge red flag, right? So I don't know about you, but that is a question that I ask many of my people, even my general population people is, how's your sex drive? It could be a big red flag. And some of these people are like, well, I've heard from people that they've never had an orgasm. Like what the heck?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is a huge, I actually have a friend that I was just talking to the other day and she's never masturbated and she's, she has like an okay sex life, like, but just that like hasn't masturbated. And I'm like, wow, like not craving sex and not really wanting sex and stuff like that. Like let's get you like really enjoying it on your own and then I promise you like you're gonna want it more and more because now when you think of sex you feel your body remembers that feeling so it's going to only drive that it's kind of like okay have you ever like eaten bad meatloaf or like a bad meal and like you threw up afterwards like you maybe even if you were just like food poisoning and then every time you think of that meal you kind of feel like a little bit nauseous well, it's the same thing with sex. I mean, it popped right? all, right? Like, you know, the bell rings, the dog salivates. Like, let's get that bell ringing. And like, let's quote unquote, get that bad boy salivating. You know yeah. I
0: mean? yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's, a, you know, I don't know why, um, especially with women, because men, it seems to be pretty well known that men masturbate like all the time. That's just something that they do. Wow. And then you have women where, like you said, it's kind of taboo. I know myself, I was raised extremely like catholic major went to catholic school was taught sex is horrible all of these things right so for a long time in my young life there was a lot of um like guilt and shame around it right um but for some reason it's like women are expected not to but it's okay for men and and I'm here to tell you that's not the case like it is okay for
1: everybody it's great
0: stress relief it's great for so many things yeah
1: and and even moving into like um, menopausal women, like, so what happens is our, our vagina, the the lining of our vagina starts to thicken. And if it's not getting blood flow there, it thickens even more. And then sex can become just kind of like painful, like not really feeling like anything and when we start masturbating and we're chronically getting blood flow there in, in like in vibrating tools and working through pelvic floor exercises and just breaking up that tissue we can start to experience a better quality of sex and much more vaginal moisture too because we're getting constant blood flow there we're breaking down those tissues we're able to like trigger into like the g-spot and we're able to like feel areas that maybe like we haven't felt before especially after um childbirth there's a lot of trauma to the vagina and you think about like the vagina is a series of muscles that move and when we have a major trauma like childbirth it could not feel the same after sex not because the vagina got stretched out that shit will bounce back but because there's like trauma and nerve endings and there's tissue that's built up that was ripped um and it needs to be broken down and a lot of times masturbation specifically like something like a g-spot wand or a pelvic floor wand can really help break that up especially if you're dealing with painful sex or just like you're not quite feeling sex like you used to feel it, I highly recommend getting in there and doing some tissue work and like really starting to experience that again because you're missing it and, and and you're missing a huge part of your life and not that sex is everything, but it can be such a stress reliever and it can be something that brings couples so close together and can bring you in a deeper connection. You know, like that's huge, you know? I love that you brought that up too, because
0: if you think about it, like we spend a lot of time, or at least I know as athletes, for sure, we spend a lot of time getting massages and getting all these things to break up the tissue, like on our back or wherever it may be from working out or cycling, you name it. But that's an area that needs that same kind of attention.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like if you train legs twice a week, your legs are going to be sore your vagina is muscle group. Like, so we have to keep that in mind and we have to be mind, like just kind of loving on it in a sense. And I think, like you said, a lot of shame and guilt is is around masturbation, especially as an adult. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, where do you find the time and do you even relax? Well, like you might have to schedule out the time, but, but like I was saying, like when you start doing it and you start having a good experience, it becomes a more and more, um, sought after thing for you, you will find the time, you will find ways to make it, you know, bring it in. Maybe you can start bringing toys into your relationship, you know, like, because you're like, this feels great. And this is like, we're always cueing the womanizer because it's like a game changer for like, for just like a woman learning how to masturbate or just bringing masturbation back into her life. And for couples, like you can experience that with your significant other. Um, and I think another thing is, is like, man, it doesn't matter- it may not be your sex drive. It might be your relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we'll talk, you know, supplements and hormones a little bit too, but, um, you know, it's really important to connect with your significant other sex is a place of connection. And I think for women, for some women more than men, for some men, I guess I hate blanket statements. Um, we have to be in a good place with our relationship. We can't just show up and get our dick hard. It doesn't work like that. So much of of the way that our bodies specifically work is very emotionally based and 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 that's why you know sexual trauma affects us the way that it does that's why um, past relationships failures jobs work stress affects us a little bit more whereas sometimes i see men tend to use sex as an outlet when they are stressed women seem to want sex less when they are stressed um and that's hormone hormones too but stress tanks men's hormones so it's just a little bit of a different like quote-unquote outlet and I think like one of my favorite things to do like that I've been using with clients and I use in my own life and like anyone who's listening to this podcast who knows me is like laughing subtly right now, but, like conversation starter cards, like they're huge. They can be huge just with friendships um, and, and relationships, especially like taking the time out and saying like, let's talk and let's connect and let's get to know each other like on a new level and they'll ask you questions and it's like you might think that you know your significant other and then when you start to like really have these deep connections there's an energy that builds between you guys and that energy can be brought into the bedroom you know what I mean and then you have this deeper sexual connection when you have like two energies that are on the two people that are on the same like energy it's incredible sex. And you can spend time talking and having that energy first to get on that wavelength. And then when you bring it into the bedroom, it's much more like flowy versus some person's like, you ever just like, you're not on the same rhythm. You know what I mean? Like, This is not working. It helps kind of get you both on the same rhythm and puts you both in the same place mentally and physically because we vibrate. This isn't just like woo-woo shit. Like we vibrate differently in our environment, in our day-to-day life throws us in different vibrations. And unless you guys are gonna hold hands and put your feet in the grass for an hour before sex, you gotta find a way to connect (laughs) and get on the same rhythms, which will work. It's called grounding. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) I mean, anything for a good time, right? But no, the conversation cards just bring a whole new level of like connection in your relationship. And honestly, they can, you guys can get ones that talk about sexuality too, and they can really help open up doors for you guys to comfortably say what you want to say and explore new things. Cause I think, um, you know, women want to explore things just as much as men, but we don't know how to express it at times, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it holds women back from, or the pressure of like, oh, like my husband really wants to do anal and it just seems really scary. He's like pressuring me. That doesn't seem like a good time. Like you might want to experience anal sex, like by yourself first or like, a small toy or something like to see if you like it. And then if you like it, bring it into the situation, but that forceful need towards it puts even a bigger pressure on it, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And and I feel like, like
0: you said, we're always putting pressure on ourselves, right? We want to please, we want to be that hero, but it's hard to be the hero when you're like, whoa, no, that's not for me. Or maybe it is and you need to speak
1: up. Yeah, exactly. And also like, you know, really letting go of the mindset of like, trying to get somewhere with sex you know like okay I'm trying to make him have an orgasm or you know like if we like I'm just gonna say it because I know there's a way where, like when you're kind of like we can just get this over with yeah hurry up we're done You're
0: like hurry, I, I want to like, go to sleep like yeah. that's the biggest yeah. one it's like the other night it's like it's like 10 o'clock at night I wake up at 4 a.m every morning I mean yeah and like, I was already getting to bed late and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get my sleep, like freaking out. And yeah. next thing you know, somebody rolls over and grabs onto me and I'm like, I said, listen, I'm going to sleep right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like th- that's so funny because it's my bedtime. I'm very protective of, like, I'm not like, let's get into bed and mess around. You can yep. catch me in the morning or like between five and seven is my prime PM, you know, like, it <laughs> just depends on the day. Like I'm really a good morning afternoon person, but like. The, um, which doesn't work for us Americans, (laughs) but like, yeah, like you don't want to, you know, it's like, like there's, here's the thing. And and like, I, there's good, there's, you ever have those conversations with your husband's like just a cute little good conversation. Mm -hmm. And then you have like deep conversations. It's the same thing with sex you're going to have those moments where like, I'm just here to support you right now. So like, just know that like we're on a time screen. It's like, cool. It's good for me. I love you. Like we're good. And then there's times where it's going to be long and drawn out and like deep connection <laughs> and just identifying that it can't always be one or the other, but sometimes it's just going to be like a quickie in the morning. And you're like, okay, let's do this real quick. We got busy lives and then like, let's head out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's kind of dive into the,
0: the hormonal aspect of this too. I think that because of Western medicine, hormones are extremely downplayed, like extremely. And I have found this so much with my clients. And fortunately I work very closely with a functional medicine doctor where hormones is her main jam. And so we nerd out on these things and it is so extremely downplayed and women don't realize that their hormones are also a huge contributor to the feelings that they get around sex. And, you know, sometimes not being in the mood is a big red flag.
1: Absolutely. So I will say it is twofold. I think there's this huge like thing where it's like either hormones never matter or it's, it's just hormones. And if we prescribe you hormones, we'll be fine in HRT world. Cause a lot of times people like my hormones are gone. So then I just take hormones and I'm like, okay, well, your body's actually down, down regulating your hormones for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that you talk about that too, because I work very closely with the functional medicine doctor here in Seattle and she's amazing. And, um, I send so many clients, there, we, we believe a lot of the same things. Um, and then like, but we have to start looking at like, okay, like, let's just say like your, your estrogen is, and this is like, I, I will talk about this. Your estrogen is dominant and your progesterone's low. And that would cause, you know, a dip in your sex drive. Um, low estrogen, low progesterone will cause a dip in the sex drive. Um, you know uh, I've never seen like high, high progesterone, but like, that'll be a good thing. That's going to be a high, high sex drive when, you know, estrogen's in a good place and progesterone's high, but you, you, you can't, it's not just like one size. one size fits all. You have to look at like the lifestyle as well. Like what caused that tank now in menopause, like there's a, there's an aging process there and you can use, you know, supplements to help support that and bring that up or like hormone replacement therapy. However, like we have to also address the lifestyle factors. Do you not have a sex drive because your, your hormones are tanked or are your is your, your high volume training, your high stress life and your lack of sleep crashing your sex drive. And then you don't even want to show up for sex because you're so stressed out all the time. It's like the last thing you want to do. Um, and you have a low sex drive. So yeah, I think hormones are a huge factor in it, but lifestyle is going to drive those hormones. I think 90% of the time, which is why I know that you work with your clients very closely as well as like, mitigating stress and looking at what does your life look like and um you know like getting into the mood sometimes it's not like I use this all the time with my clients like why don't you at night like turn on some can like some music and some candles even if you're meal prepping like start unwinding and start calming down and like put on some like good music that makes you feel good and like turn the tv off and like put the phone down and like be a little bit more present at home get off your work email, like talk to your significant other while you're doing things. And like, sometimes even just something as little as that can help get you set up for getting into the bedroom and being in a better place. I
0: love all of that. I love all that. And so then how do you feel about like gut health and hormones? Because I know that that's another big factor that a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of your hormonal control is actually involved with gut health as well.
1: Absolutely. So I'm huge on gut health and I'm huge on sleep. Um, Every autoimmune disorder has some connection to dysfunction in the gut, whether it's a small or large intestine, digestive tract, anything. Um, I think that it's one of the most overlooked things. I think that most thyroid disorders are side effects of gut dysfunction. Um, And, you know, thyroid also regulates other things, not just like your metabolism inside your body, but it's kind of like thinking, um, I- your body works in like a in a circadian rhythm which a lot of people are like my sleep cycle which yes absolutely but when you wake your body has functions and when you sleep your body has functions and when our sleep is off and those functions haven't started at the right clock the next clock is a little bit off everything's ticking at different at different places you know what i mean and that can create a lot of issues because one thing normally you know if we talk about like you know, the HPA access or the HPT access. And so like, if you, if you were looking, everyone's like, they, they've heard it, you know, but you don't know what it is. So if you touch your temples, that's your hypothalamus, the tongue to the roof of your mouth, that's your pituitary. And then your adrenals are right under connected over by your kidneys, what you have your thyroid, that would be in your neck um, area. So, um, it's one, one talks to the other. So HPT, HPA access, all, all of those things. So, um, what we have to start remembering is like, one will feed the other. So we have to look at where the dysfunction is starting. Um, the gut is a huge place to address issues because it's gonna affect digestion and sleep. Hormones, stress is another thing that we have to look at in these situations because um, your body's like, when your body like is in a stressful situation, like fighting for its life in a fight or flight situation, the last thing it's thinking about is like rock hard dick, you know, it's yeah. not ever, or, or the, or, you know, if you're depending on how you swing, whatever you want, it's just not thinking about sex at all. It's like, that is the last thing on its mind ever. It is thinking about running and surviving and getting out of there. We're talking about alert heart is racing. Um, frantically like, Oh my gosh, like, what do I do? What do I do? Like uh, racing thoughts, right? That is stress. That is fight or flight. When your body is in that, it is not even thinking about digesting food. It's thinking about getting up and going. So when we are chronically there, our digestive system is shut off. Our hormones are downregulated. Our body's ability to calm down is highly downregulated. And a lot of times what happens is you see this crash after a cortisol. So what, like, I just want to say, like, we're in a stressful day all day and it's like four five, six o'clock. Oh my gosh. And we get in our car and it tanks and we're like, Whew, and it goes down for a minute. Okay. Like after a really good workout, you're like, whoa, I feel like good. Or after like, it's like the same thing as like after good orgasm, you just feel like, whoa. well, what happens is it crashes. And then with cortisol rises back up again, after you feel that. So you'll get into your car and you're like, whoa. And then you get home and that cortisol can keep cr- climbing up throughout the night when it actually needs to be dropping. Um, and the same thing with training, that's why, you know, high intensity interval training, when you're dealing with these issues, you know, it may feel stress relieving right after you're done, but it builds cortisol later on. Absolutely.
0: I know that for myself, I have to watch that. Um, because I'll be like, no, I feel great. My, my workouts are great, but it's like, you're riding this cortisol roller coaster and you don't even realize it. So yes, you're essentially getting high off of cortisol. Sure. You feel great, but then it's when you
1: are over abusing that, that it turns into a huge problem. Right. And a lot of times, you know, with my clients and I'm sure you see it as well, people like, these are my stress relievers and they're all very high stress things. Um, And I get that those are your stress relievers, you know, and you do not want to do yoga, but the diet you need to do is the diet you're not doing. Mm -hmm. The training you need to do is the training you're not doing. Otherwise you'd be where you need to be. Yeah. Um, And reminding people that like, you know, you have, if you really want to make changes, you have to make changes. You have to make changes and like, you will not like the process, but if you want the outcome, you will have to walk through that. And like, I'm, I'm speaking about something and people are like, well, what's the process? Like, if you are trying to really restore your sex drive and optimize your hormones and bring back that health and shit, even just bring back your metabolism and your digestive health, like healing gut. You have to train your your training volume. You have to go to two or three days a week. And, you know, with my clients, I've actually been moving them to like um, three full body days. So they're not overtaxing one specific body part at a time. It's just like three, three days, like, you know, push, pull legs, like whatever, like we'll break it up into like a pull day or a push day or, you know, and then maybe mobility work and then adding in yoga um, is a huge thing. Um and if somebody's like I hate yoga, I'm like cool just turn on YouTube and like find some poses and just sit in it not on your phone. Or read a book and like roll on a foam roller while you're reading, not on your phone, you know? Um those are huge things that are, you know, just on the training side of things that can really help your body start getting into that place where it can start digesting food. It feels safe to start regulating hormones. Um, it feels safe to start, you know, coming out and looking around, but what happens is we get a sex drive back in a week and then we're like, or like five weeks, you know, and then we're like, okay, we're, it's here now, you know, like, yeah, you gotta maintain it.
0: Well, and it's funny because I mean, even if you're with your significant other, you talk about starting to wind down at night and stuff like that. So recently my husband and I have just been doing yoga together. We do it before bed. It's a great way to get yourself into a parasympathetic state and like he was like yoga. I'm not sure about this. He's the most unflexible guy in the world. He needs it probably more than me. And so we started doing it. Our kids join in. It's hilarious. My seven-year-old, uh, (laughs) but you know, we do it. And now he's like, I love doing that. I feel so like I hate doing it while I'm doing it. But then when I get done, I
1: just feel so much better. It's so true. It's so true. That's a perfect example of like, how can we get everyone in the house on the same energy flow? Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone takes it a different talk. And then, and then if we can start to do that step together, it gets everyone like wound down for the night. You're calming down. It can get our body really set up for like good quality, deep sleep, which is where the recovery in our body happens. And I'm like the biggest sleep nerd. I could talk about sleep until like, I'm literally blue in the face. Um, but you know, like if you want to, it plays a huge role in our sex, our sex hormones, you know, it really, really does. And so making sure that you're prioritizing sleep and, you know, it's huge and little things that can rob you of quality sleep while you may be in your bed is like having your phone in your room. Mm -hmm. Big one, you know, um, having Alexa, too you close to your bed, you know, um, having any light that goes off. Um, like I have an Alexa in my room and I keep it, I keep a Um, thing over her because you know her little green light will like turn on in the middle of the night and just that even though I don't necessarily wake up it will it will change your sleeping patterns because any blue or green light in your room it stuns. it, it uh, suppresses melatonin. So it's going to, you know, keep you out of that deep seat. It's like, you're trying to get there. And then like the, you know, you're also, you have a fire alarm, that's green light. You have your alarm clock, that's green light. So I always tell people like, if you're going to have any sort of like anything, keep it red lights, um, put tape over all your stuff. Um, make sure you're sleeping in a cool, cool environment. So you can really get into quality deep
0: sleep. Absolutely. And I think people don't realize that, you know, all these electronics around us are putting off the vibration that is not conducive to sleep. So I tell a lot of my clients and even people on the podcast, they've heard me say this so many times, at least put the dang thing in airplane mode at the bare minimal, put it in airplane mode. And I know that might seem like a scary
1: thing, but you're sleeping. You don't really need that thing anyway. (laughs) And you want to talk about EMFs and throwing off our, our the, the vibrations in our body. And I was talking a little bit about grounding earlier, because I, I work with a lot of clients who deal with sleep dysfunction as well, because it's all connected. Sleep, hormones, gut, thyroid, um, and, you know, something like grounding and getting outside and resetting. Because honestly, like I even did this the other day, like my Wi-Fi was running so slow and I called, you know, Xfinity and they came out to like fix what was going on. And they're like, okay, well, you've got 15 devices. And I'm like, I've got my laptop. And they're like, well, you're also running Wi-Fi to both your TVs and to this and to that. And in my plugs inside of my room are Bluetooth and connected to Wi-Fi. Like all of these things that you don't even realize are putting off um frequencies. And it's like our whole room is like, I was looking at my room and I was like, this is what I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it's all of you. Yeah. yeah. It's all your fault. You know, I'm like looking at every socket that's the Wi-Fi, And I'm like, you know, I've got Alexis in every room. And like, I've got, you know, we've got, you know, re- remotes and, you know, smart TVs. And, you know, like my timer that talks to my grill or like, whatever, you know, my phone is like, I'm thinking it's my phone. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like surrounded by technology all the time. And we weren't developed to be like that. We were developed to sleep in darkness and rise with
0: the sun. That's it. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more because here's one thing I've noticed that has been huge. We go, we are big mountain buffs, and we literally every other weekend, at least in the summer, spend time in the middle of freaking nowhere. And when I sleep on the ground, I sleep more solid than I ever do at home. And I don't have all these little things that you don't even know that are interrupting your sleep. Now, the fortunate part is, is like, we turn our Wi-Fi box off at night and we actually just got a new one that can be controlled right from our phone via an app. And on that app, you can actually set your wifi box to shut off at a certain time every single night so
1: that it's not yeah. even on. I love that. I actually just um I I'm building out a sleep packet for my clients and um I actually just put that in there that you can put your um you know your Wi-Fi on a on a Christmas tree timer on a light timer um and that can make a huge difference and it's actually funny that you brought that up. There's this really great study and I forget who did it. I normally like to like cite actual like precise stuff, but they basically took people who who were quote unquote night owls, right? And we're just people who naturally wanted to be up at night and had a hard time waking up in the morning, just natural, like quote unquote night owls. And they put them out in a camping environment without cell phones, without technology. And their bodies were, their bodies began to sync up with day and night cycles and they became early risers and they went to bed when it was dark. And it's funny because we think we're this certain way, but we are literally on our screens all the time. And then for late at night, And then first thing in the morning, we're inside. We're inside, we're inside, we're inside, we're inside. We don't get any natural sunlight. We're getting fluorescent lights, you know? So I talk to my clients a lot about like getting outside in the morning, even if it's cold, just outside 10 minutes, sit on your porch, drink your coffee, bundle up, or getting a happy light and getting in front of that happy light because what happens is what that does is it actually generates our this amazing neurotransmitter called Orexin. And Orexin's our arousal hormone. It's what gets us going in the morning. It's that good, good feeling. You ever like on vacation, you wake up and you're like, I just feel good. It's sunny. You're like, hell yeah, I don't know why, but I love everyone. You're like calling, you just feel good. (laughs) That is a rexin and we can stimulate that on our own by getting natural sunlight first thing in the morning. You know, it makes a huge difference. And just that act alone can actually trigger other responses inside where we're actually getting now better quality sleep at night.
0: I love everything about that. You and I are totally on the same wavelength when it comes to all of this. So it must be true. I, so, I know. So now, it's now
1: you're listening, but like, I always think like, what do they know that I don't know? Like I am like committed to like nerdism. Like I am always studying this stuff. And I know that you are too. We really connect on that, that we just want to know what's best for our clients mm-hmm. because there's a lot of like information out there. And if we want to really heal people, we have to look at the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't normally when somebody comes to me and I'm sure when they come to you, um, it's not working. Weight watchers didn't work. Keto didn't work. Dieting alone didn't work. The thing that their cousin did that didn't work Mm -hmm. when they're working with a coach, they need more. And a lot of times it's so the food is just like such a small part of it. For sure. For sure.
0: And like, I'm actually getting ready to do a post on this. I'll, I, I'm trying to be better about putting shit on, on social media. It's, it's a
1: I'm, full-time job girl, right?
0: I'm, I'm so bad about it. And I like, my doctor was giving me shit about it the other day. Cause she's like, girl, you know, so much, you need to put that shit out there. And I'm like, but I'm scared. <laughs> like It's so yeah. bad, but um, you know, and then a lot of people just don't believe that there's any holistic portion to this. And that it's just like, oh, work out, don't eat a lot, you're good. And if that's not how it goes. But anyway, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we could jump in someday. But um, basically- I think that, you know, overall health is just such an important thing. And there are so many processes we dove into just a small amount of them here that all hold hands with each other, stress, your sex drive, your gut health, like the vibrations that you feel from the electromagnetic fields around you. That's just like the tiniest little eon of all of this. And, and the thing, like the processes, and that's the part where as a coach and a nerd, like, like I get so overwhelmed because I'm just like, I just want to know all of this shit. And it's so hard because there is so much infinitesimal information out there that it's just going to take forever
1: to like figure it all out, right? Right. Right. But it's so funny because- you know, it is. And I'm like you, where I get overwhelmed there's like so much and I want to know it all. But sometimes it's like, keep it keep it simple. And I'm like, cool. Like, I just asked that. Because for us, we're already doing all this stuff. So we're looking for a next level. And for a lot of our clients, we're like, just avoid screens before bed. And mm-hmm. just, that, uh, just that alone can be epic for them, you know, or like, or supplementation and like, we'll dive into that just real quick. And I don't know what time we're jumping off, but, um, you know, for, for restoring sex drive and for getting stuff back, I think, you know, one of the things I don't like to do is talk about estrogen dominance. And, and the reason why I don't is because I think it is a blanket statement and I think that so many times people are just like uh, estrogen dominant. So I'm going to take a, you know, I love EstroCorp by New Ethics. I use it with my clients who are estrogen dominant, who mm-hmm. are estrogen dominant and having issues flushing estrogens out of their liver. Cause it also helps with liver detoxification. However, one of the most common things I actually see is a stunt uh, is, is a, um, is a decrease or um, I don't even know what the word is a um, suppressed is the word I'm trying to suppress progesterone mm-hmm. and that is typically the biggest cause that I see of estrogen dominance now there are those outliers that come to me they're 700 900 estrogen are like crazy off the charts where I'm like is that a typo so so it's not um, again no blanket statements but I think a really safe supplement if you're struggling with your um sex drive is um I use you know progesterone drops or vitex so vitex you can buy on amazon it's type of chasteberry, berry or you can do sublingual so um Uh, progesterone drops by i use again new ethics Mm -hmm. um and they're they're sublingual also bezwecken bezwecken progon b drops they have both a progesterone drop and a progesterone and estrogen drop um and those are also really great as well um to just help bring up progesterone levels because normally that will help support a better sex drive and just hormonal function and also maca Maca is a great herb. It has a ton of research that will help bring up a lot of your hormones and actually balance out hormones in a really nice rhythm. And then one other thing that I love to use with clients um, to bring up natural test levels is shilajit. Um, it's, um, I think it's for is how they say it. It's a mineral, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe it comes from like volcanic volcanic ash or something like that i'm not really sure like all the details behind it but i know that i've been adding it in with clients and they've actually been really liking it and i just got labs back on the first girl that we've been like actually just implementing that in some maca with and her test levels came up um i think it was like i don't i don't remember the numbers so i don't really want to quote it but it came up a significant amount and she reported a much stronger sex drive in fluctuation with cycle so that's, you know, like I'm a big person in like, let's work on stress levels, but let's also add in some herbals to help support your body and getting back into that natural flow. Absolutely. And, you
0: know, I would like to add a little bit to that. Like ladies, if you are not getting your cycle that is a huge red flag that your progesterone is low. And so um you know, I like you mentioned the new ethics stuff, I think um, obviously nothing is gonna trump going and getting your lab work and having a full understanding. Labs, yeah. uh, but on the flip side, huge red flag, progesterone red flag, which obviously that's gonna affect your sex drive as well if you're not having your cycle. So just putting
1: that out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. and I, I yeah. I've been trying to get my cycle back for a long time now and we're like it's always low progesterone and I take all the things so fingers crossed it's coming here soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, as a competitor, that's even a a harder thing, right? Because, and obviously I'm guessing your coach is probably like, no way you're not competing until I'm pretty sure I know who your coach is. And uh, my, my feeling is, is he's not going to allow you to be stepping on stage until you guys figure that out.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, I, I was not, I actually, a good friend of mine was like, Hey, you should really get your cycle back. And like, here I am as a coach and I'm like, yeah, but I haven't had it for six years. So I'm not too worried about it. Tried to get it back for a year. Didn't get it back. You know, And he was like, I know, but it's not healthy. And I'm like, I know, but I take all the vitamins I need. And like, I do really good. My cortisol is low, you know? And he's like, yeah, but it's still not healthy. And I was like, it really dawned with me. Like, it's not like, there is a major dysfunction there. And like, I really can't just say like what it's one thing or the other. So I've been really diligent, diligent about, um, cycling off my HRT medication and now restoring a natural sex drive and I'll tell you like my sex drive has been like crazy and like it goes in these highs and lows very similar to like a real cycle but like the other day like I was like I messaged my boyfriend I was like I don't know where you're at right now but basically like you need to get here right now (laughs) I got daycare pick up at five so you got like two hours to make this happen you know (laughs) It's funny how that
0: always works when you're feeling it and they're not around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's when they get those text messages at work and you're like, you know, like not to bother you at work or anything, but like, When are you coming home? And and it's like they're like, What the fuck? Seriously? You you're texting me this right now. Then I get home and it's six o'clock at night and I come up behind you and you're like, get
1: off of me. Yeah. Cause basically I went and picked up the kids and I just made dinner and cleaned up the house and like I ain't there right now. You know what I mean? Well, but I (laughs) was when the kids were at school. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The art of masturbation, knowing when to bring it into play. So you can self serve. So you can show up because chances are, if you you know would have been like taking care of yourself, when they get home, you're in a much better mood. You're like, I don't really need you anymore, but I am in a good mood. Who wants? Yeah, to it's like thanks
0: that I already handled that, but thank you for that. I appreciate. Yeah, thank it. you. I
1: appreciate your you know
0: teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen,
1: yeah. if my listeners want to go find you, where do they do that? Because yeah, you can- absolutely. Um, thanks. Um, at Sonia spill S O N I A S P I L on Instagram. Um, the body lab is my website. Um, it's like an old, you know, how websites are anymore. It's like, nobody even uses them. So a lot of my information is on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, if clients want to set up a time to chat about, you know, maybe if they would be appropriate for the program that I offer, um, that's always there too. Um, yeah. So that's where you can find me.
0: I love all of that. I'll put all your information in the show notes as well. And yeah. is there anything that we missed that we got to cover real quick before I we think jump that's off it?
1: Um, on one more plug, um, I have a Facebook group. You guys can join in my link in bio and I have a really cool guide. It's called Harmonize Your Hormone. It's a free PDF that I wrote up and it talks about every single thing that we just talked about from sleep to stress, sex drive, estrogen, all of those things. So um, you guys can join the Facebook group and it's just pinned there right at the top. Awesome. You're awesome.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. It's been rad. Thanks Connie. Bye. Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Sonia as much as I did. We had such a great conversation and I definitely think we kicked off a great friendship and I'm looking forward to chatting with her more on all sorts of things besides sex. Uh, or maybe some of that too. But anyway, make sure you go over and look her up on Instagram. If you have any questions about any of the stuff that we talked to today or talk about today, um, you can find her at Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, Spill, S-P-I-L on Instagram. Super easy. I will put links to her information in the show notes as well. You guys, I cannot tell you... Enough, how important it is. And I feel like I sound like a broken record here. I seriously haven't gotten a review in like months. Uh, you guys, they are really important. And I know you may think that I'm just saying that, but it helps other people discover this podcast. So if you're listening today, if you could review, it would help me out immensely. They are very, very important in helping other people find the podcast because they drive these algorithms that Um, make things visible. So without fresh reviews and written reviews, I am invisible and I really want to get this info out there. I think it's great stuff and I want to have my podcast grow. So it's really important to me that you guys leave these reviews. I don't get paid for this podcast. I do it strictly to get information out there. It's really time consuming and it's not just an easy task where I record something and pop it up on here. So. I would so appreciate it if you guys leave a review. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I can't wait to talk with you guys next Monday.